Yeah, I think you all know what that is from. Uh, Phil Malloy has uh, joined us with uh, his... Um, the composer. Yeah, go on. Uh, I can't remember. John Williams. Oh, it is John Williams, of course. Yeah, well done. Um, come here, before you get to yeah. reviewing the new Star Wars film, I have to read out a text from go Ben ahead. Clark. Go Can ahead. you please confirm that there will be no spoilers in Philip's Star Wars review? I want to listen. Is, is that but really I'm from, terrified that's that really from uh, it is from, yeah. yeah it's a real text the Irish Times article and ticket had a rotten spoiler may the force be with you yeah could I just say about the the, the spoiler police okay could I just say about this yeah, if you're reviewing a film you have to be allowed to say a certain amount about the film yeah you know okay and as long as that's accepted I think your relationship then with your okay. audience is, okay. is but, but, but tread carefully is no, according no, no, to no, Ben Clark yes. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay. Anyway, listen, is it any good? Okay, uh, I, I, I liked it, yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, as I said to you before, the art didn't move, but uh, I liked it. I think it's well done. It's probably the best written, um, or at least one of the best written of all the Star Wars Well, films. I mean, let's let's cut to the chase here. Um, yeah. Star Wars 1 was good. The um, the, yeah. the the second one, the, the Empire Strikes Back, was yeah. very good. Yeah. Return of Jedi That's was considered a, to be up the to best. now the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Return of Jedi was a pile of you know what that's why and the, the, the next three oh gee, yeah. they were but let's it, it just explain to people quickly what happened was okay 1977 the first Star Wars comes out and then that Star Wars is episode four right yeah. and then they have five and six and then there was a kind of a hiatus and then they went back to uh, with, with what they call the prequels and the prequels are one two, two and, and three, three. And, and generally uh, they were like video games they were they were just appalling. They were very poor, and they were written by George Lucas, the guy who created the thing. And George Lucas basically can't write or couldn't write. It has nothing to do with the writing of this one, by the way. There's a famous saying from Harrison Ford where he said to him, um, uh, "You can type this SH1T, but you can't say it." He said that to George to George Lucas at one stage, and um, so that's what we had. That's that's very quickly so, the background. So what we have so here this one now, now is, is fast is fast this, forward from fast six forward thirty for, years or so. Yeah, yeah, it's about thirty years after Return of the Jedi, uh, from six, and it's the first um, movie in a new trilogy, and uh, as it's, it's Episode Seven, and the the thing about it is. What happened was a couple of years ago, Disney uh, bought Lucasfilm, which is the uh, the company that makes these George Lucas's company. Uh, it bought Lucasfilm and it bought the rights to the Star Wars movies for over four billion dollars, right? And 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 Disney is now determined to milk to this franchise this for yeah. all it's worth. Uh, let me tell you. Okay, now we have Star Wars, uh, and uh, as, as I say, it's the first part of a new trilogy. So we'll have Star Wars uh, eight and nine as well, and that will alternate up to two thousand. And 20 that will alternate with spin-offs and uh, so what we have the next one will be Star Wars Rogue uh, Rogue One I think it's called then there's there's one about the young Han Solo okay and then there is one uh, the, by the way the, the, the one about the um, Rogue One is about uh, a group of rebels uh, who are seeking the plans of a new Death Star in order to, to thwart it to stop it happening as I say Han Solo then and then there's one there's a, a bounty hunter in the series called Boba Fett and then there's an individual movie so we're talking about six movies wow. between 2020 is, uh, is that Sweating the acid, well, or is I that think, flogging I, I, the acid? I think it's. I think. I think, and even even with this, I, you, you sort of say to yourself, "Where you know, after this, where can they go?" You know what I mean. Mm. So anyway, just quickly then to yeah. tell people what we have is we have three new main characters in it. In other words, three characters that replace Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia, right? Right. And um, 
So they are a scavenger on this desert planet, played by a, an actress called Daisy Ridley. She's wonderful. Really, she's the real find, I think, of this. And then there's a, um, a, a, um, a stormtrooper with a conscience fellow called uh, John Boyoga. And then there is this t- t- kind of Han Solo type kind of swashbuckling pilot uh, played by Oscar Isaacs. So they're, they're, they're introduced quite early into it. And uh, in the scroll at the beginning, so we, I mean... We're not giving an awful lot away. In the scroll at the beginning, they tell you that uh, Luke Skywalker has gone missing. So uh, the the movie is a chase. The movie is a search. The movie is a way to find Luke Skywalker and restore the balance in the... The balance in the force in the force. Very yeah. good. Very good. <laughs> so uh, so that's basically that's what it's about. I think it um, there are a couple of scenes in it. There's one in particular sequences. In it. There's one in particular on board the Millennium Falcon, which is Han Solo's spaceship yeah, yeah. that goes on for, I think, a bit too long. But that kind of that's just quibbling. Does really. the film go on for a bit too long? It's what it's is it? Two, two hours? Two or two or ten, two or ten minutes. Then we're back to our, our, oh, our it's, favorite, it's my big one book of our there. favorite subjects. Here. Yeah. Any movie that goes over two hours should have an awful lot going for. Yeah, and it's probably you could probably maybe you shaved a minute or two um, off this, but it's well paced. I think it's 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 really well written, and the the characters. Wh- what happens is they very cleverly uh, reintroduce some of the old characters. Then as the story goes along, uh, goes along, especially Han Solo and uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, he brings sort of personality, this kind of swashbuckling personality to the role once again. And he's a big... He, Even I think though he, he's obviously... Absolutely, uh, he's in his 70s. And, yeah. and I was talking to someone who was at the uh, uh, at the premiere in Los Angeles yesterday and he said he spoke to him briefly and he was the grumpy old man that you expect him to yeah, be. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, but so not, not on... Not on... Uh, in, in the film. He's no, sort of, not he's in the film. Magnetic. In the film, he, he, he works. Sean and Tilly asked a very good question. Yeah. Um, would I have to have watched the previous Star Wars to watch this No, one? I don't think... I think so. I don't think so. I think this one in particular, uh, I think it stands it stands alone. It stands on its own. And it's a good it's a good sort of space adventure um, in that regard. So it works and uh, the characters adapt and uh, there's there's a, a kind of a just a finish now. There's a young kind of um, uh, dark Vader in it uh, who works very well. He's 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 a very good villain. OK. Um can I take my eight-year-old to Star Wars? Well, it's 12 A's now. The certificate on it is 12 A's, which means that uh, under 12s have to be accompanied by an adult. So you could take your, you can take yeah. your eight-year-old. It's extraordinary the success of the franchise, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, my kid, my young fellas are dying for it to come out. Yeah. And yet I was kind of their age when, when the first one came yeah. out and it was yeah. a huge... Uh, a huge success. We, on the picture show this week, we have a guy called oh, Chris yeah. Taylor who wrote a book. He wrote a book called How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, the past, present and future of a multi-billion dollar uh, franchise. And he was telling me yesterday when I was speaking to him, he was telling me that he, um, he, he thought that the Star Wars movies with the franchising and everything had taken about four, $44 billion dollars. Um, they've made they've, they've accumulated about wow. forty four billion dollars. Forty four billion dollars. That's how much. I mean, you could. I don't know the. They are a state. The gross national product. I was going to say Brazil or somewhere. Yeah, like well, certainly. Yeah, of, of Ireland. They're yeah, not too yeah. far off it. Uh, Jim is a man after your own heart, Philip. Yeah. Ah, come on. Spoilers, please. I was hoping the review meant I wouldn't have to go to the movie. Can you huh. imagine a review of a football match without giving the result? <laughs> All the best. I, I imagine you agree. Come here. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, from so uh, anyway, we recommend it. We yeah. Okay. Thumbs yeah, up yeah, for yeah, it. I'm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. it. Um. What else can we look forward to in the new year? I've, I've seen the the, uh, the promos for this Danish girl. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very attractive looking, is it? No, yeah. I've put down a, a couple of titles there for you. And I've seen most of those. Um, I've seen The Revenant, 
yeah. which is a wonderful, a really sort of gritty story um, uh, about this guy who is it's set in the 1820s, I think. And it's about this guy. He's a trapper um, who's left behind. He's he's mauled by a bear and he's left me. He's, he's, it's apparently based on a true story, a fellow called Hugh Glass. He's mauled by a bear and he's left behind to die by his uh, his colleagues. And it's about him basically surviving and getting up on his two feet and going after these guys. It's a, it's a revenge story, really good. Um, then there's it's kind a room. Moby Dick in reverse. Kind of thing, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit, bit. And then there's Room, which you've heard about, the Irish movie. That's the Lenny Abramson. Yeah, Lenny, Lenny yeah, Abramson I, I, just, I think Lenny Abramson is a genius. Well, I, I, I interviewed him yesterday and I... I'm even more impressed with him. Yeah, I, I, he's, 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 he's a great, such a normal. Kind yeah, of he's a great right? talker now. He's yeah. a really good talker. He's very, very articulate. He knows the cinema inside. Is he on the verge of superstardom? Because oh, it certainly no, looks I, that he, way. Yeah, no, it? big time. He talked. He has. I think he has about three other projects um, in the offing, and one of them is about a boxer called Emil Griffith, who was bisexual, and he beat a guy to death in the ring um, in the in the sixties. A great story. I, I just love his. Show. I mean, I think Garage. My own view. I don't yeah, know, oh, is, yeah, I think it's the yeah, best. He's a great director of actors. Yeah. And one of the things, just very quickly, one of the things about um, about Room is that um, there's a young actor in it. He's a Canadian actor called Jacob Brundley, and he's uh, he's he's he's. Um, He's uh, what is he? He's nine, and he plays a, a character. He plays a kid of five years of age. Now, just imagine that. You know, you'd have to have some knowledge of performance. You'd have to, wouldn't I? I would think so anyway. Yeah, it's incredible. To be able to hold a character for the duration of a movie yeah. um, in those kind of circumstances. Anyway, he's in that. Uh, I saw This morning I saw Joy with Jennifer Lawrence. And Joy is about this woman called Joy Mangano um, in America who uh, introduced the self-ringing mop on the home uh, ch- home shopping network. And it's a great, that's a really good and story. made a fortune, presumably. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, she had all kinds of problems. Um, now, Tarant- Tarantino, I have to say, I've long since given up caring about Tarantino's Tarantino, new okay. movie, but is Tarant- it, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. That's The Hateful Eight. The Danish Girl, which is the one you referred to, and The Danish Girl is about uh, the first, uh, or one of the first uh, transgender um, subjects. And it's set in Denmark um, uh, in the 19th century, is it 19th century? And Eddie Redmayne, who won the Oscar for Best Actor last year, he plays that character. And he irritated me, I have to say, because he plays it with, almost as if it's a a caricature of a woman. He plays it with all this kind of coyness and the uh, eyelash batting and all this kind of stuff. Which means he's probably guaranteed to win the Oscar, does it? Well, it's very actorly in that regard. Um, I I hope he doesn't because there's so many other good um, cases. Will Smith is in concussion which is about uh, the concussion suffered by American footballers and about okay. how this doctor found out about it. Uh, I think it's a Ghanaian. Very timely film at Yes, the moment, absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's in it. Then there's one I have seen called Trombo, uh, which I... I, uh, I not everybody liked this, but I did. It's about Dalton Trumbo. And Dalton Trumbo was a, um, a writer, a film writer, a screenwriter um, in the 40s and 50s who was blacklisted. And it's about, it's mainly about how he got by the blacklist. And um, uh, so he wrote, uh, uh, he wrote uh, under a kind of front. In other words, other people claimed uh, that, you know, that they were, they put their names on it. And in fact, it was all coming from him. And he wrote uh, Roman Holiday. He wrote 
wrote Spartacus. He wrote Exodus um, under other names. Wow. Yeah, and eventually it all came out, of course, when the black blacklist was broken. But it's a great, it's a yeah, wonderful it story. Like it's a great, great story. story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And after that, then we've uh, oh god, we have a film version of Dad's Army. Do we need that? No. And we uh, definitely don't. And there's a real life that that that's interesting. The f- finest hours. It's a real life rescue drama. It's set in the early fifties, and it's about this. This ship, this tanker, oil tanker off the coast of Massachusetts that splits in two in a storm. It's a true story. And it's about how the Coast Guard rescued about half the um, the uh, crew. Okay. It, oh, it sounds like a great adventure. Triple yeah. um, Nine, that's that, is that? Oh, and I'm getting great reports about that. Really? It's a heist movie set in, the, uh, in L.A. Really good, strong cast in it. And it sounds, that sounds good. It sounds very good. Yeah, and um, big name cast? Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of. It's a really good cast, and all kinds of um, uh, okay, people, right. including Kate Winslet, who plays this uh, this Russian uh, mob figure, and she's really very colourful in it. Okay, um, come here, uh, Chapa Quiddick. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a name that people our age w- will know. Yeah. Um, as the old joke went, Chapa Quiddick. Will anyone ever know the true spelling? <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, true spelling. It, yeah. Um, of course, the it, it was a tragic event, yeah. and, and it, it Ted Kennedy. Um, basically left be yeah. left the scene, and yeah. and a young woman very tragically died, and it it hung over his political career yeah. quite rightly it's, it's uh, for the rest of his for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's set in um, in um, July eighteenth, uh, nineteen sixty nine. That's when it happened, and he was on Chappaquiddick Island, and he was coming off the island. He was he with was a woman cross- he probably it, shouldn't have been Mar- within a car, Mar- Mary Jo Kopechny, and he was crossing over uh, this this bridge. And he went into the water. He swam and got out of it. And of course, she stayed in the car and was drowned. He didn't report the accident. He didn't for report nine, for nine hours. hours. That's right. Didn't report the accident for nine hours. And uh, so, what happened then? He was he admitted uh, his part in it after the nine hours, and he pleaded guilty to a charge of leaving the scene of a crash after causing injury. He was sentenced to two months in in uh, prison. The two months were suspended, and he got off. But it's supposed to have uh, affected his seriously. Oh, it affected, definitely did. Yeah, and right, uh, absolutely. Yeah, his decision. <laughs> If that didn't affect your political yeah. career, I'm not sure what would. Yeah, his decision not to uh, run uh, for the presidency in 72 and 76. He, he did contest the presidency in 80, uh, yeah. didn't, didn't get the nomination, yeah. and it, it did, hang, look, it hung, it hung over. No, but even at that time, even in, in 80, it was affecting it. Yeah, yeah, so oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sam Taylor Johnson um, Sam Taylor lined Johnson. up to, to yeah, direct she's that. A, she's a former uh, artist, she's an, uh, and uh, she, she and in the cinema, and she made Nowhere Boy, and she made Fifty Shades of Grey. She's not making the next Fifty Shades because because she got fed up with the writer uh, uh, while they were on the set. So uh, she's directing it and they're hoping to get going with it in the spring and they're casting it at the moment. So I don't know yet who will be playing Kennedy or anything. Okay, interesting. A um, couple of other historical, um, yeah. uh, famous historical events that are going to make its way to the screen. Um Joe Frazier, a film on Joe Frazier based yeah. on the thriller in Manila. Yeah. Now, this has been around for a while, but um, Ang Lee is making it and it looks like it, it it's finally actually getting up, um, getting up on its feet. David Oyelowo, who played uh, Martin Luther King in Selma, and he's a much, he's an English actor, but he's wild, uh, widely sort of recognised and he's been offered the role. I think he's taken it now, the role of Joe Frazier. And... Um, uh, it's as you say. It's the thriller in Manila between Fraser and uh, Muhammad Ali. When, when heavyweight titles of the world actually meant something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, they, the two of those had a famous kind of animosity between them. Uh, he was smoking Joe, and of course, um, well, he uh, seemed to be unbeatable. But Muhammad Ali did yeah, the same as Rope of Dope. So I mean, the, yeah. the, it's a great story. And uh, listen, just before I let you go, another. Um, 
a World War Two uh, hero being played by uh, the, the brilliant Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, it's it's the kind of one that George would love. Uh, it's it's this World War Two hero, a fellow called Jasper Mescaline, and the movie is called the the War Magician, and it's about this guy who um, who used or he was he was in, he was I think he was in the sixth uh, Royal Engineers, and he was he would he would use um, various form of illusion in order to create the you know to to throw I suppose off the Germans to throw them off the track of the British and um, so it, it looks like a very interesting it's been around a long time the uh, Tom Cruise's company bought it at one stage I can't imagine Tom Cruise playing that, that no, role no. but uh, it's um, it, it it looks like it's, it's working okay, forward uh, the war, uh, war magician worth checking out uh, Philip as ever thanks for popping into okay, it um, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Star Wars so thanks for all of that that's pretty much our lot uh, for this evening on the right hook by the way Philip of course will be back on Saturday evening with the picture show